Welcome to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Each weekday, Dr. Crisp will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Crisp. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is podcast 327. This will be the last podcast for this week. Friday, there will be no podcast. I will be on the road on Thursday and again on Friday and will not have a way to give you any kind of quality podcast. And so Monday the 11th, they'll start back up as normal, and we'll continue what we were doing in beginning to go through Genesis and going through the Bible and understanding the story of God. But I want to speak to you today about something that's raging across America, and that is who controls the children and who is in responsibility before God for our children. Well, I can tell you biblically, and in every civilization where the society has worked, parents have been in control of the children. After all, they are the ones who brought the children into the world. They're the ones who birthed them. They're the ones who provide for them, care for them, feed them. They are the caregivers, and they have a primary responsibility before God to bring their children up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord if they are children of God. And many Christian parents, unfortunately, have abdicated their role of teaching and discipline of their children to the government, either the local government, the state government, or the federal government, or all of the above. And it is a shame and a disgrace before God. Parents, let me say to you, it is your responsibility Responsibility. It is my responsibility as a parent to bring up our children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. The reason God gives us children is not to enjoy, not to use as some kind of trendy toy, but to bring up a godly seed, to raise up a godly seed for the next generation, to show that God indeed is God, and we are responsible to pass that knowledge on to others, especially our children. So I want you to understand that whether you are a Christian parent or not, you are responsible to bring your children up. And it is your responsibility to discipline them, to educate them, and see to their education. If you delegate that responsibility, you should hold whoever you delegate that responsibility to accountable. And this is what's happening in the schools now of America because finally some parents are beginning to wake up and realize that they have abdicated their role as a parent to the government. And this is what you get when you give anything to the government. The government messes up everything. It's even messing up the military now. And we are showing that indeed government is out of control. Its overreach is ever extending into every area of our lives. Parents stand up. I'm telling you, you can make a difference. I made a difference. Yes, it was a small difference, but everywhere our children went to school, we were involved in their school. We were there at every kind of meeting we possibly could be, and we made sure that we followed them in their work, we read their textbooks, I dealt with that even all the way through college, simply because it is important that we understand our primary responsibility is to our children. It is not the job of the government, it's not even the job of the church to Christianly educate our children, and to implant and to transfer to them the godly Christian biblical worldview that we have in our families. And if you don't have a biblical Christian worldview, then you're not a believer. 
period. You may say you know Jesus, but if you know Jesus, then you need to be a follower of Jesus. Get in the Word of God. You say, well, I just asked Jesus into my heart, but I'm not going to study, and I'm not going to follow Jesus, and I'm not going to follow biblical values. Well, then you misunderstood what it means to be a follower of Jesus, because a disciple is a learner. It is someone who is enrolled in the school of Jesus. When he said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, then what he said was, enroll in my school. And that's the point that we're missing in the American church. It's all about get saved, get saved, get saved, but nothing from there. And that's why we have a weak and anemic Christian church in America today. And this is why, frankly, the government is allowed to do what it's doing now is because the church of Jesus has remained silent and not stood on issues where they need to stand. Now, I'm not telling you to do something I haven't done in my lifetime and haven't let out everywhere I've gone, but I want to tell you the God of the American family is the public school system, the government schools. And if you don't believe that, and if you think I'm just being extremist, then you go and speak up against the uh, public schools. I want to say to every Christian teacher out there that's listening to this, you need to cut your ties as quickly as you can with the union. You say, well, that'll cost me money. Well, following Jesus cost us a lot. It doesn't just cost us our money. It cost us our lives because our lives don't belong to us anymore. We've given our hearts and lives to Jesus. He has bought us with a price, and so he owns us, and therefore he can guide us. The unions, the teachers' unions, the NEA, other, the American Federation of Teachers, all of these, they are part of the problem today. And if you're involved with them and you're giving your money to them, you are subsidizing the problem today, and you are part of the problem. And I'm going to do everything in my power to empower people, to educate people, to help them to understand, because this is our children. Listen, if we're not going to, as Christians, stand for our children, then we might as well throw in the towel, because there is nothing worth standing for. If we cannot understand what the Bible says, you say, well, what does the Bible say about education? Well, the book of Proverbs, chapter 9, and verse 10 says that the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom and that the knowledge of Hashem, of the personal God who created us, that is understanding. Now, in case you didn't get that, wisdom is first of all gained when we give God his rightful place. That's what the fear of God is. It's giving God his rightful place as creator, as sustainer of life, as the one who made us, the one we're accountable to. We cannot have a heart of wisdom. We cannot have an understanding of life and why we're here without the knowledge of God. That's what brings about wisdom, giving God his rightful place. But let me back up even deeper than that because Proverbs chapter 1 and verse 7, I hope you'll mark these passages down, because Proverbs chapter 1 and verse 7 says the fear of God, giving God his rightful place, is not only the beginning of wisdom as in 9.10, but it is the beginning of knowledge. That is, to the degree that you leave God out of your knowledge base, and secular education has totally left God out of their knowledge base, then you can have an incomplete knowledge. You see, without the knowledge of God, then you are nothing more than the ooze from the swamp that has transmutated through millions and billions of years, and you are nothing more than the next link on an everlasting chain of the survival of the fittest, and that means a dog-eat-dog. That means that we do whatever we have to do to survive. If we cut people's throats, it doesn't matter. If 
we shoot people, it doesn't matter. If we abort babies, it doesn't matter. Because you see, life doesn't matter. Because if there is no God, then we cannot be created in his image. You see, giving God his rightful place is really important. And so I want you to think about this. This is critical. We are in a massive meltdown in America, and it's rapidly hurling toward hell. And the reason is, is because men and women, some of you that are listening to this, you are more concerned about what people are going to think at you at your job, and you're more concerned about the American dollar, you're more concerned about your standard of living than you are serving God, just to be quite honest with you. You say, well, how do you know that? Because I know people. I've dealt with people all my life and at a high level, at a very intensive level, at a very intentional level. And I'm telling you that many people that are claiming to be followers of Jesus hadn't gotten it yet. God wants his rightful place. His rightful place is as God, not the government, not the dollar, not your career, not my career, not anything else. We have a calling from God to raise our children. And again, if you're not going to stand right now under these conditions that we're under right now, if you're not willing to stand up for your children, then what I would say to you is, please do not call me up and say, oh, pastor, what are we going to do? They're taking my children away from me. My children are spitting in my face. They don't love me anymore. They don't respect me anymore. You know why? Because you let heathens teach them heathen secular documents. You say, wait a minute, my child's teacher is a loving Christian woman or man. Well, then let that loving Christian woman and man teach them the truths of God's word in that classroom and see how far they go. We are living in a secular society, and we have given our children over to secular education. Stand up. Do something about it. Go to the board meetings. Make your voice be heard. Call those people up. Use your influence. Use your platform. If you don't have a platform, then get one and widen it. Wherever you are, if you have children in the school, you have a voice because each child represents thousands of dollars to the local school system. And if Christians said enough were enough and took their kids out, for just two weeks, it would cripple the system. Oh, let me tell you, your kids are going to be out a lot more than that, and it would hurt them a whole lot less to be out two or three weeks, and you voicing opposition, it would hurt them a whole lot less if you would take some time and teach them at home or get in cooperatives until they get back in school. But say, these textbooks and this critical race theory and all of these other doctrines of demons and separation and division, when you get those kind of things out of the public schools and you get parents back in charge of their children, God may start a revival because then people will have stood up and said enough is enough. For On The Way, this is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On The Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at TonyCrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at TonyCrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.